0: Welcome to the Thyroid Fixer podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Amy, and we're diving deep into the world of hormones, especially for all you fierce women in perimenopause and menopause, and anyone dealing with hypothyroidism. If you're struggling with weight gain, you feel like shedding those pounds is an impossible feat. If you're dealing with plummeting energy levels, gut-wrenching fatigue, or a libido that seems to have left town, then you're in the right place. And don't even get me started on the hair loss. If these symptoms are sounding all too familiar you sound your tribe welcome because my goal is to educate empower and shake up your world i want you to embrace every inch of that badass woman that you truly are so if you're ready to dive in and fix things let's get started are you finally at your wits end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor Like you don't even believe it, but I promise you, I promise you, we will take good care of you. So click the link in the show notes, book a call today, and we'll be talking to you soon. I was inspired to do this podcast when a patient of mine had recent labs done and it blew me out of the water and it really showed me what stress can do to your body. I don't think that we give stress enough credit of what it can absolutely do to us. So I really want to go over just briefly. I'm going to keep this nice and short for your attention spans. But honestly, it's just so mind blowing when you look at what stress can do. So I'm going to be pulling up her labs. You can't see them because I didn't block out her information, but I'm going to read through them. Now, let me give you a little background. This is a, a 51 year old woman, and she is currently taking care of her parents, both of them. So stress levels are very, very high. Now, as we age, I mean, all my 40, 50 year olds, 60 year olds will resonate with me depending on where your parents are in the grand scheme of of things in life. It just sucks as we get older and to watch your parents decline and then have to take care of them. So you become the parent. I've been there with my mom. I pray that I'm not there with my dad. I love him to death. He's healthy right now. But you just know, you know, in your head that that time could come. And that alone is a stressor. This poor girl, poor woman is taking care of both of her parents at the same time. So she's juggling a lot in addition to obviously her own family and her health. Now we had already had her optimized. we have been, I've been working with her for about a year now and her thyroid was optimized, everything was good. And then the stress piled up and things just got away from her. And even with stress, of course, you're not as diligent with your supplements. You're not taking care of yourself like you should. Your sleep is going to be off. Obviously, lack of sleep has its own impact on our body. We've talked about that in previous episodes, but it's just interesting and just mind-blowing what stress can do. Okay, so first of all, her glucose is a 90. I'm not overly concerned about that. Liver enzymes actually look pretty good. But when we look at her, her A1C is a 5.4. So she's starting to lose control of her of her insulin levels. Her insulin, however, is an 18.5 and her leptin is a 114. Now, just for any any new people listening that haven't heard me yet spurt out where the optimal range should be, insulin should be less than six. A1c should be between a 4.9 and 5.2. Leptin should be below a 10. She's 114. So she's leptin resistant and highly severely insulin resistant. And this is all new. This was not like this before. This is all new. Okay, her TSH is a 0.4. So that's still in the optimal range. Her free T4 is actually low at a 0.26 and her reverse T3 is negligible. It's less than five. So that's flagged as low. We don't normally worry about that as much as long as the... The free T3 is optimal. Okay, the free T3 is 2.3. So her thyroid is starting to tank. We're going to address that and change up her medication, the medication that was once had her optimized. So I get this question a lot too. Will I be on the same medication at the same dose? It's like, my answer is exactly this. Life can happen. Life can happen. Stress can happen. Hormones fluctuate. Hormones fluctuate as we age. And when that happens, that can have an impact on your hormone levels, on what thyroid med you need, the dose that you need, the amount of hormones that you need, you might need to change up there. So as we move on to her hormones, her total testosterone is now less than three. So now she has moved to the top of the charts. You know, I was talking about, there's a few people up there that I've seen that literally have no hormones, testosterone, negligible, not even detectable. Less than three. So now she is at the top with a couple of other of you. Incredibly low. Free testosterone, there's none. It's less than 0.2. Not even in her system. She doesn't have that valuable hormone. To help her with stress resilience, testosterone actually shores us up and helps us. She has none of it. She has none of the get shit done hormone. And she's trying to get shit done on a daily basis with her parents. Her DHEA is a 23, which is a direct reflection of stress as well. So DHEA, DHEAS, DHE sulfate can either be low because her adrenal glands, when you're under a lot of stress, and this is where true adrenal fatigue comes in. This isn't like the bullshit adrenal fatigue that everybody thinks they have. Oh, my adrenals are blown. I have adrenal fatigue. Do you? Did you test it? Well, no, I'm just tired. Well, you don't have adrenal fatigue if you're tired. This is adrenal fatigue. This is this poor woman's adrenal glands have pumped out so much cortisol in response to her acute stress and her acute and chronic stress. So she gets the acute stress every day. She gets phone calls. Can you come over? Can you do this? Can you do this? Gotta take mom to a doctor appointment, take dad to a doctor appointment too. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, and manage your own family. That is acute stress. The chronic is that this is ongoing with not a lot of end in sight just yet. So we have the acute and chronic stress where the adrenal glands are pumping out cortisol, 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 which can be a direct reflection back to her insulin, leptin and glucose that one see. Pumping out cortisol, eventually they say enough. We've been pumping out cortisol for how long now? Just gonna shut down. Think about the pancreas in a type two diabetic. A type two diabetic becomes an insulin dependent type two diabetic because their pancreas pumps out so much insulin in response to The food that they're eating, the high carbohydrate, high sugar foods, or a lot of stress, whatever makes someone a type two diabetic, being overweight, the whole thing, pumps out insulin, pumps out insulin, eventually says, screw off, I'm done. I'm not going to pump out this insulin anymore. And now that person becomes an insulin dependent type two diabetic. Very similar with cortisol. So I wanted to use that analogy. So you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. My uncle's a type two insulin dependent diabetic. Cortisol will pump out so much. And eventually that is... Adrenal fatigue. So, what we start to see is in the beginning stages, DHEAS will rise. In the latter stages of adrenal fatigue, it will drop. So, this is where she needs some DHEA for support to give her body enough to support the adrenals. Now, where we really see it is in pregnenolone and progesterone. The adrenal glands are notorious at stealing pregnenolone and progesterone to make more cortisol. Because the adrenal glands can't make enough cortisol, but we need more cortisol. We need cortisol to survive. We should not demonize cortisol. We need it for survival. So the adrenal glands will pull pregnenolone and progesterone to make cortisol. Her pregnenolone is at 19. Where do we want it? Well, the range for adults is less than 151. Now I hate it when these labs give less than ranges. Like give me a starting point, right? Give me give me the bottom of the barrel, They're just saying, oh, you're normal if you're less than 151. I really like pregnenolone to kind of be closer to, I would say 100, like I like 80 to 100, 120. Pregnenolone is very neuroprotective. It protects your brain. It protects against the diseases of aging, those neurological diseases, dementia, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's. So if you have that in your family and your pregnenolone is low, add pregnenolone. Pregnenolone is also a precursor hormone. It's a building block for the other sex hormones. And it supports the adrenals. So in her case, yes, we definitely address that. Pregnant alone, now she's on pregnant alone. Her estradiol, I know, no shocker, less than five. It's just, it's not even there. It's indetectable. And she has been on all of the hormone replacements. I'm gonna say that again. She's on every hormone replacement. She's on testosterone. She's on estradiol. She is on progesterone. What's her progesterone? Non-existent. Less than three, less than 0.3, I'm sorry. Total estrogens are only 85. Sex hormone binding globulin is good. And her C-reactive protein isn't bad. I would expect to see the C-reactive protein elevated, but we can see her body is just crashing the hormones. It's crashing. Her thyroid is crashed. Her hormones are crashed. Her adrenals have crashed. Here's another one. Morning cortisol. Now, you know, when we test cortisol, I like the four point saliva cortisol panel where we are marking and, and charting your cortisol pattern through the day. This is just one moment in time, but it's low. It's a 5.8, it's low. So again, going back to my adrenal fatigue, I mean, she's almost in total adrenal exhaustion. And this is the the one time where I might even consider using a little bit of hydrocortisone to support her adrenals. Now, we're not going to do that right off the bat. We're going to increase her T3 because T3 will bump up cortisol. We are going to use the adrenal glandular by the fixer. Glandulars helping to support the adrenals. Come on, adrenals. Come on, just work the right way. Let's do this. And we're going to see how that goes and obviously address her stress, use DHA, use pregnenolone, increase her sex hormone doses so that we can get those up because her body's just blowing through the sex hormones, just blowing through them. We're gonna support with vitamin C, magnesium because those two nutrients, minerals, vitamins, very much needed for adrenal support as well. Those get pulled and stolen when we are under large amounts of stress. Her ferritin is borderline low at a 37. That's not too bad. We haven't started pulling her iron stores. Obviously we want that a little bit higher but we're really seeing all these markers are off. All of them are off. There's not a marker in here that I would say, "Hey, that's really good," or at least that didn't get hit with your stress. It's all it's all been hit. It's all been hit with her stress. Her DHT is actually low. Now there's a fine line with DHT. So I have a product DHT Fixer that that blocks DHT because when we when we have people, I won't even say women. When we have men and women on testosterone, that testosterone can push down the five alpha reductase pathway where the testosterone gets converted to dihydrotestosterone. And this will can, it won't, not will, can cause acne and hair loss. So DHT fixer comes in and blocks that conversion to DHT and helps to lower DHT. So we can continue to give the testosterone and get the benefits of the testosterone without the androgenic side effects. In her case, she doesn't even have enough testosterone to convert to DHT. And by no means, both males and females, do we want DHT low? Because DHT has a, again, it's kind of like, don't bastardize cortisol, don't bastardize insulin. We need both of those to survive. We just don't want too much or too little. Same thing with DHT. It has a very strong role in the body similar to that of testosterone, getting shit done, libido, muscle building, all of that. So we never want to plummet DHT low. I don't ever want to see it flagged low. This is flagged low, which just tells me that she doesn't, I mean, which we know from the total and the free testosterone, not enough testosterone on board to make a difference, to even push over to DHT and give her the benefits of, of DHT. And in this case, you know, they actually have an adult female range for DHT. It's four to 22. And she's coming in low at a 2.3. So she's actually getting flagged low with low DHT. This is what stress can do to your body, to your thyroid, to your hormones, to your labs. You can even be on thyroid hormone replacement, bioidentical hormone replacement, all the supplements in the world. And if you do not control your stress, it will beat down your body and we can see it in your labs. And yes, you can feel it, but we see it too. Don't get to this point. Don't let yourself get to this point. You have to look at stress. You have to look at it truthfully. So if you are in that situation where you're like, you know, I'm doing all the things, I'm taking all the things, I'm I'm really trying, but my weight isn't coming off. I'm not sleeping well. I don't have that energy back yet. Look at your stress. We don't give it enough attention. We don't give it enough love. We don't realize the impact detrimental impact that stress has on our bodies. When we acknowledge it, sometimes test for it, we can do things about it. We can do the implementing of, so what she's gonna do is she's going to hire a helper, like an in-home nurse to come in and help during the day. So she can take those day hours, even if it's four or five, six, to focus on her, to focus on her family, to take care of herself. Little things that we can implement. Obviously, we're going to support her hormonally, supplementally. We're going to support her biologically, physically. And then she is going to incorporate in meditation, do some sauna just to, you know, detox the body because detox is very important when we're under stress. And just taking that time in the sauna to meditate, to calm the mind. Yes, meditation lowers cortisol, but in her case, we need a full nurturing of those adrenals. So it's not like I'll I'll say to somebody who's all stressed out, don't meditate because we don't want to lower your cortisol. No, you still want to meditate, deep breathe, use little things. There's a a little device called the Sensit that I've been using that you put on right on your, your sternum and it activates the vagal nerve. Anything that you can do to activate the vagal nerve is very beneficial as well. Yoga, that heat intense. I mean, I talked about that before. I've talked about yoga and sauna in terms of detoxing, but- Stress reduction. You get in there, you start doing that deep breathing. The heat is warming your body. You cannot look at your cell phone. So it's just you and you, you with you, you with yourself doing some deep stretches that are also great for your body. Doing things like blue light blocking. I should have my blue light blocking glasses because I'm all like lit up right now and it's getting later in the day. So blue light blocking glasses, improving your sleep, getting deeper quality of sleep, taking melatonin, making sure that you're getting to bed at 10 p.m. Because 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. is your rest and repair time. All these little things that you can do to reduce your stress. Sometimes it does take a lifestyle change, a job change, a spousectomy, whatever it is. Don't let stress kill you because it will. It will deplete you of all your reserves, like we're seeing with her, and it will eventually lead to chronic disease. Stress can do that. Let's catch it before it does that. Be aware. Be aware if that stress is playing a role in your lack of progress or how you feel. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you loved it. And as always, if you would be so kind to leave a review, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, that would be absolutely amazing. I read all of them. Also, anything that you hear on this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any kind of medical condition. So we always recommend that you check with your medical provider, your doctor, your nurse practitioner before implementing anything that you hear on this podcast.